Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. A couple days ago, I did the story about Tom Girardi, the attorney in California, whose career imploded in the ugliest way possible. And uh, the Los Angeles Times started digging into that story. And it turns out that the man had had hundreds of grievances filed against him. And uh, somehow, somehow not much ever happened to him by way of discipline. And that is a very serious problem. Now, every single state uh, in America has its own rules for how attorneys operate. And so the California State Bar would be who oversees California attorneys. And I've had people say, Steve, you know, if, if the attorneys watch over themselves, uh, then really there should be no higher expectations here. Well, the Supreme Court of the state of California oversees the bar. The bar oversees the attorneys. So same thing in Michigan. The Michigan Supreme Court oversees the Michigan bar. So there is some oversight there. But what happened here is absolutely inexcusable. And I've got viewers all over the country, and many of them are attorneys, including some who are attorneys in California. And one passed this along to me, and I don't know uh, if there's any possible issues with this. I don't think so, but I'm not going to mention the attorney's name. I don't know if you wanted me to or not. But this letter was emailed uh, or sent, apparently, to every single member of the California Bar. Now, I'm not a member of the California Bar. Many of my friends are. I went to law school in California but never took the California Bar. But on their letterhead, State Bar of California from the Board of Trustees, dated November 3, 2022, open letter regarding the State Bar's Thomas V. Girardi disclosure. And it ought to say regarding the Thomas V. Girardi train wreck. But today, the State Bar of California is releasing information about disciplinary matters that were opened and closed over the past 40 years involving now disbarred attorney Thomas V. Girardi. And, of course, they're releasing this information after the Los Angeles Times scooped the story after threatening legal action, I believe actually filing a lawsuit to get their hands on some of these documents that the State Bar didn't want to give up. And now they become public, the State Bar is saying, okay, fine, here's what we're going to tell you. The handling of the Girardi matters brought to light serious failures in the State Bar's attorney discipline system, failures that have contributed to a lack of confidence in the State Bar's ability to carry out a core responsibility of protecting the public. There is no excuse being offered here. Girardi caused irreparable harm to hundreds of his clients, and the State Bar could have done more to protect the public. It actually should say should have done more, but could have also. We can never allow something like this to happen again. And since it happened 200 times already, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I speak on behalf of the entire board of trustees, and I say that we want the public to know that we take our statutory mission to protect the public seriously. Now you do, or you did before? As articulated in our new strategic plan, our public protection mission is the guiding light for all that we do. Oh, they have a new plan. This is cool. <laughs> Moreover, meaningful changes begin with a culture that values transparency and accountability, principles the Board of Trustees and the State Bar leadership hold central in our decision-making. In this spirit, and pursuant to a discretionary determination made by the Chief Trial Counsel and me, the State Bar is now releasing as much information about the Girardi matters as we believe is allowed under the law. And this letter, by the way, is over the signature of Ruben Duran, who's the chair of the Board of Trustees. So I and me refer to Ruben, not me. Over the past 40 years, the State Bar opened 205 disciplinary matters about Girardi. 205. Of the 205 matters, approximately 120 
involved allegations relating to client trust account violations. That's referencing money that he was holding for other people. Money he was holding for his clients. It was not his money. It was merely in his possession. They received 120 allegations of that. And now that he's been disbarred, gone into bankruptcy, and claims that he's got some kind of mental issues, it's come out that what really did him in at the end was he was stealing money from clients. So if they had responded appropriately to those 120 previous violations, maybe that wouldn't have happened. But that's my speculation. The remaining disciplinary matters involve various allegations ranging from failure to communicate with clients to perform or failure to perform, as well as misrepresentation to courts and clients, among others. Of these 205 disciplinary matters, the state bar received 69 complaints on or after December 18, 2020, when Girardi's law firm went into bankruptcy. So they draw the line there and they say that, that the moment that this whole thing hit the fan and people heard about it, a whole bunch of other people came out of the woodwork and filed complaints. So they're basically saying we have the complaints before bankruptcy and the ones post-bankruptcy. Nearly 60 of those recent complaints alleged client trust account violations. So three of the 205 disciplinary matters resulted in Girardi's disbarment earlier this year. So there were three pending complaints against him that resulted in his disbarment. Uh, An additional 64 matters were thereafter closed due to the fact he's been disbarred. So they're basically saying, look, there were three that caused him to be disbarred. 64 still active that we simply closed because once he's been disbarred, he's cooked. So there's nothing else to do there. Um, There's no further disciplinary action a state bar can take after disbarment. Before his disbarment, Girardi was never publicly disciplined by the state bar. Never. 13 other matters were previously resolved through non-public measures at the investigation, pre-filing, or post-filing stages. The remaining 125 matters were handled as follows. 60 complaints, or 48% of them, were closed at intake. Another 61 were closed after investigation. And four complaints were closed at the pre-filing stage. The full disclosure accompanied by explanatory information is attached. There is literally a 46-page attachment to this letter, which I will not be reading to you. But I can summarize it for you in a moment. The state bar has a response. We recognize that the Girardi situation has undermined the public's trust in the state bar as an institution. In response, the state bar has initiated a number of efforts and outlined bold goals for the attorney discipline system. We made significant progress on many fronts. The state bar began the process of righting the wrongs brought to light by the Girardi matters in 2021. The problem, of course, is that the Girardi matters actually began in 1982. So to suggest they came to light in 2021 is actually a gross misstatement because they should have been brought to light back in 1982 when the first complaint was filed against him. But let's play along here. We then conducted an audit of all closed disciplinary matters concerning Girardi. That was followed by the launch of a comprehensive investigation, which is still ongoing, into prior actions taken by any staff or other staff bar state bar-affiliated persons to determine whether the state bar's handling of matters involving Girardi was affected by his connections to or relationships or influence with these individuals. As I have said previously about this investigation, we are pursuing the facts as vigorously as possible under the law and will go where the evidence leads us. 
We will share more information about both the audit and the investigation when the latter is completed. The chief trial counsel sought disbarment of Girardi in 2021. Following a default, because Girardi didn't respond, Girardi was disbarred by the Supreme Court in June of 2022. Also in 21, even before Girardi was disbarred, the state bar's client security fund began making payments to his victims on an accelerated basis. Um, under the board's leadership, the state bar has developed and implemented much needed reforms to the attorney discipline system. We will continue to pursue these efforts to ensure the state bar fulfills our mission to protect the public. Among the important steps we take thus far is the creation of the new Client Trust Account Protection Program, which was approved by the Supreme Court of California last month. This program will be in effect at the commencement of the 2023 annual license renewal cycle. The program will empower the state bar for the first time to require licensed attorneys to report information about all of their client trust accounts annually, as well as provide the state bar with new tools to enhance accountability and oversight of client trust accounts and deter misconduct. The program includes resources and tools to assist licensees in complying with the new requirements. Hey, I got an idea. When 150 or 200 complaints get filed against an attorney, how about you investigate that attorney and actually hold them to uh, you know, account for what they're doing? So instead of going after the complaints that get filed, we're going to pass new rules that are going to affect all the attorneys in the state. <laughs> okay. Directly related to some of the issues reflected in the present disclosure, the State Bar also has undertaken the following. New tools and policies to identify and address patterns of complaints. I have a rule. I, I, I've got an idea for you. If somebody has, oh, I don't know, 200 complaints against them, don't look for a pattern. Just assume that that number is too high. You don't need to go looking for numbers like this is numerology or something. If somebody, I, I don't know, call me crazy. If someone's got 50 complaints against them, how about we say, okay, that person, we should take a look at them. Hey, I got an even crazier idea. If someone has one serious complaint leveled against them, investigate it. doesn't take a pattern. One complaint will not create a pattern. You don't need to look for patterns. Look for the complaints and take them seriously. <sighs> Developed an automated process for identifying patterns of prior complaints at intake and implemented a new policy so that when new complaints are received about an attorney, the state bar can identify previous complaints against that attorney and consider those previous complaints in determining how to proceed. Why? Why do you need previous complaints? If someone files a complaint, follow up on it. Obviously, if another complaint gets filed, follow up on that also, keeping in mind the first complaint. But you don't wait for patterns and, and numerosity, okay? And they've implemented a new policy that cases resulting from a small bank overdraft may not be closed without investigation if the attorney has a pending or prior overdraft or client trust accounted related complaint. Restrictions on the use of non-public measures. We've revised our policies to provide clearer guidance and limits on the use of non-public measures to close cases. As noted previously, there were hundreds of complaints against Girardi, and many of them were closed with Girardi being sanctioned, but not publicly. So they'd either slap him on the wrist in a way that no one else heard about it, or they'd write him a letter that was shown to nobody, but it was all done so that no one else heard about it. Because you don't want people out there to find out that there's attorneys. It's just craziness. The Board of Trustees also appointed George S. Cardonia, a former federal prosecutor, as the State Bar's chief trial counsel, who was confirmed by the Senate earlier this year. 
the first such confirmation in 10 years. The new leadership team was further bolstered by the hiring of Ellen Devdian as the State Bar's new general counsel. Today's disclosure is another step toward uh, in advancing our commitment to protect the public with greater impact, transparency, and urgency. State Bar is committed to doing everything in our power to prevent something like this from happening again. And again, this is not a single instance. It may be a single attorney, but there are 205 alleged instances that are a problem. So to say it won't happen again, well, it's like, fool me 205 times, shame on you? Fool me 206, shame on me? On behalf of the entire board, I'd like to express our appreciation to all those who've reached out with their thoughts, concerns, and complaints. (laughs) We hear you loud and clear. Your experiences serve as a sober reminder of the importance of our efforts to do better. We are committed to doing so to fulfill our mission of protecting the public. Sincerely, Ruben Duran, Chair, Board of Trustees of the California State Bar. Now, I'll let you know that there was attached to that 46 pages of attachments, exhibits, and all kinds of other stuff. Primarily a big table or chart with tables in it. And so, as noted previously, there were 136 complaints or matters opened against Girardi prior to him filing bankruptcy. 136. Post-bankruptcy, there were 69 more. Grand total, 205. Uh, For three of those, he was disbarred. For the other 202, um, many of them were closed because they were filed after he'd been disbarred, apparently, or they weren't resolved before he was disbarred. Uh, But many of them were were resolved with him getting some kind of private sanction where they'd, they'd, again, slap him on the wrist or give him a little written thing saying, hey, look, just don't do that again. Here's the problem. I was glancing at the charts and tables and lists of what he had done, okay? And they said that they had closed quite a few of them. And I actually looked, and the first 17 in a row, this is starting in 1982, by the way, starting in 1982, the first 17 complaints against the man were closed after investigation and insufficient evidence. Now, here's the thing. You're going to say, Steve, if there was insufficient evidence to do anything here, you got to close the file. As an attorney, you should understand that. How many attorneys out there do you think have 17 complaints filed against them in a row where there is insufficient evidence to follow up, even after an investigation? So just so you know, I made a note of just the first few years of Tom Girardi's practice. In 1982, there was one grievance filed against him. One. 1982. So 1982, he tied my career record of 31 years. One complaint. But in 1983, he had three more. Three more. So in two years, he had four. I won't keep doing this, but I'm going to lay out some more for you. 1984, five complaints. Five. 85, slightly better year, only three complaints. 86, three more complaints. 87, three more complaints. 88, four more complaints. 89, six complaints. 90, six complaints. 91, five complaints. This guy was getting hit with complaints every time he turned around. And, you know, you have to look at that and go, okay. These can't all be crazy people who are disgruntled and unhappy 
filing grievances against this guy for no reason. They, they, they can't be. They can't be. Okay? So the old thing about smoke and fire, there's several burning tire factories of fire over here. You better believe there's a fire under there somewhere. So this is crazy. So like I said, the first 17 complaints, and I stopped counting, but the first 17 in a row were closed after investigation due to insufficient evidence. Now, if somebody files a complaint, let's suppose they file a complaint against Tom Girardi and say, I hired the guy and he got me an offer I didn't like, so I fired him and got somebody else. They wouldn't say it's insufficient evidence. They'd say, well, we closed it because the allegation doesn't rise to the level necessary to be something that's a grievable offense. It's not misconduct. You know, the attorney does as good as they can. And by the way, another attorney seemingly verified mine and said it's the best I could get. So the point is that after 17 cases, this guy's he's, he's batting really well here because he's hit 17 of them out by saying insufficient evidence after investigation. But the other problem is that quite a few of these allegations were commissions of crime, people are commu- accusing him of committing crimes. There were also conversion of funds and also solicitation saying that he was improperly approaching people, asking if he could be their attorney. That's not, I'm not going to get into that because there's a fine line there. Conversion of funds is an extremely simple one for the bar to figure out. So money comes into the client trust fund. Some of it's mine, some of it's my, my clients, assuming I do personal injury work like this guy did, okay? Money comes in. Some belongs to my client, some belongs to me. I cut two checks because I never leave money in there. I cut a check to myself, which leaves the account, and I cut a check to my client, which leaves the account. Now, if the account's got a ton of money in it because so many cases are coming in, it can get tricky to figure out. But I can tell you right now that I've heard of attorneys who've gotten in trouble because what happens is they're cutting checks back and forth all the time, and somewhere along the lines, the Amount in the trust account drops below the amount they owe somebody else they haven't paid yet. By definition, they've broken the law. They've converted the funds because they never should have dropped it below the amount that was owed to their client. Even if they had another check coming in tomorrow, does not matter. Does not matter. So that's a real simple one. That's literally just an accounting issue. It's math. It's an algebra problem. And so the idea that somehow this guy had 136 complaints against him, vast majority of them involving mishandling of funds, and they could never find anything because of insufficient evidence. Um, It really makes me wonder if they were looking. It makes me wonder if they were looking. So right now, all of this hoopla that Ruben Duran is saying about new policies and new rules and new mechanisms and we're going to lay out a new vision plan for the future, whatever it is. No, you've got the rules already there. All it takes is the willpower to enforce them. Everyone knows what happened here. This guy had tons and tons and tons of money, and he spread it around. He he was generous with it. He donated to people's campaigns. He threw lavish parties. He hired, uh, sorry, he he married a woman. (laughs) That sounds like I was about to say he hired a woman, but that wouldn't make any sense. He married a woman 30 years his junior, but that's because the two of them, they they intellectually stimulated each other. And um, everyone knows the money he was throwing around wasn't his. 
It was money he'd stolen from clients. And what happened was that the people at the bar, for whatever reason, chose not to go after this guy. On the 205 complaints against him, and I I realize, yes, some of those are post-bankruptcy. So the 136 pre-bankruptcy complaints, and yeah, three of them led to a a disbarment, so 133. Let's let's just round down to 100 complaints. 100 complaints. And the complaints were all eerily similar. The guy's mishandling my money. He's, he's violating the trust. He's, 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 he's converting the funds, whatever you want to call it. And, and that warning was fired over and over and over again. And the California State Bar ignored it. They ignored it. Why? I don't know. And I, I find it really hard to believe. And again, I do not know the statistics, so I could be wrong on this. I would like to know. This is my challenge to you if you're a member of the California State Bar and you have access to this information. How many attorneys right now are active in California who have over 100 complaints against them? Could there really be that many? Because remember, Girardi had 200. I'm cutting that in half. How many attorneys do you think are practicing right now in California who've had over 100 complaints lodged against them with the state bar? So that seems to me that'd be difficult to do unless you're trying. And if there are a bunch then maybe there is a bigger problem out there. And if there aren't a bunch, then we know what the problem is. Tom Girardi got treated differently. So that's the real question here. That's the real question here. So when I read the LA Times articles, which are fabulous, by the way, and I give them all the credit for digging into this, prying open the floorboards and showing us what was rotten down there, um, I'd like to know that. Is Tom Girardi unique? I hope so. And if he's unique, how did he do this? And if he's not unique, are you telling me that there's people out there with hundreds of complaints against them still practicing law? (laughs) There could be some big problems out there. There could be. So I'm simply asking the question. But like I said, I'm basing this on a letter that was sent out apparently to the entire membership of the State Bar of California. Uh, And it's over, like I said, the Board of Trustees letterhead signed by Ruben Duran, the chair of the Board of Trustees. And it was described as an open letter, an open letter. So I don't think I'm breaking any rules by reading this to you. But I have those questions I'd like someone to answer for me. And the question is, is Tom Girardi really a a, a unique case? Or are there other attorneys out there with hundreds of complaints against them still practicing law? That could be a real problem. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The facts, although interesting, are irrelevant.